This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. 2-0 on track. This one is crushed. Left center field way out of here. Now here's your host, Trent Rush. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush, here to talk some Shohei Otani, excuse me, here to talk some Angels baseball here on the podcast today. I just wanted to take a moment now to really celebrate the season that Shohei Otani is having, and that becomes more magnificent by the day. Shohei Otani on Thursday night in his last home pitching start here at the Big A ends up taking a no-hitter into the eighth inning of this game. Really remarkable what Otani has been able to do. I'm telling you, I'm running out of words to describe how special it is for Shohei to be able to accomplish what he's accomplishing and in what my opinion is the greatest season in the history of baseball. We're going to talk about the MVP debate, but more than that, I wanted to really just share last night's show. For those that didn't stay up late or maybe missed the show on AM830, um, we talk a lot about Shohei. We hear from Phil Nevin. We hear from Max Dassey. And of course, we hear from Shohei Otani as well. So let's start this thing over. And now here Here is our show live last night. Live from inside Angel Stadium, this is Angel's Recap. 2-0 on track. This one is crushed. Left center field way out of here. Have a question or hot take? Get involved and tweet Trent using hashtag Angel's Recap. Now here's your host, Trent Rush. Boy, I thought he was going to do it. I thought Shohei Otani was going to get the no-hitter tonight. Don't want to take anything away from the performance we saw in what was just another magical moment here at Angel Stadium, where Shohei Otani did everything you can ask and some. Two for four at the plate, had an RBI. Bet you forgot about that. How about the fact that he had eight scoreless innings tonight, struck out ten, gave up a leadoff walk in the first inning, And what, retired the next 23 in a row? Gave up a couple of hits there at the end. But my, oh my, Shohei Otani absolutely dazzled once again tonight. And if we haven't talked enough about this, and if watching him tonight is not uh, enough to prove to you that Shohei Otani is hands down baseball's most valuable player, I don't know what will. I don't know what will because you can't even fathom what we saw tonight. How about the fact that Shohei Otani now has 15 wins? His ERA is 2.35. He's going to finish top three in Cy Young voting. He's averaging close to 11 strike, excuse me, close to 12 strikeouts per nine innings. He's up well over 200 strikeouts now. He's one inning away from qualifying, and he's set to make one more start at the end of the year. Otani as a pitcher is as dominant as you're going to see. And you just kind of knew. You could just kind of feel it when you pulled up to the ballpark tonight, knowing this was going to be the last time we were going to see him on the mound this season here at the Big A. You just kind of knew after Aaron Judge hit 61 last night, Otani might do something special. This is nothing about Aaron Judge when you're discussing most valuable player. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with seeing something that we have never seen in this game before and may never see again. As good as Otani was last year, in my opinion, he is much better this year. 
It's close to the plate. Maybe not quite as elite as the play, at the plate, but it's close. And I think he is much better on the mound. And it's almost unfair. It's not almost. It is unfair to compare Shohei this year to what he was last year. But he continues to excel and is in the middle, or now towards the end, of the greatest season this game has ever seen. You have heard my pitch for why Shohei Otani should be MVP. I am happy to make it over and over and over again if you'll let me. But I also know that you're probably tired of hearing me talk about Shohei Otani all the time. There's this guy on the radio. He comes on. All he ever wants to do is talk about Shohei, Shohei, Shohei. Well, yeah, because I'm a fan of this game. I'm someone that appreciates the history of baseball, somebody that understands that right now we are witnessing all-time historic greatness with Shohei Otani. But you don't need to hear from me to explain why he's the MVP. If anything, I want to hear from you. I want to get your thoughts. What's your best case for why Shohei Otani is the most valuable player in the American League and why there's never been an MVP race like this because we've never seen a player like Shohei Otani before. I'm telling you, enjoy this. Just not as an Angels fan, not as a fan of Otani, not as a fan of any player, as a fan of baseball, as a fan of sports. Some things transcend being a fan of a team, or enjoying watching a certain player. Some things are just bigger than that. Shohei Otani is. Enjoy this. And also, I mean, we've been playing this game for over 100 years. There's there's a comp for everything. Almost nothing in baseball is one of a kind. You can find comps to Aaron Judge's season. I promise you can. We have never, ever seen anything truly as one of a kind as Shohei Otani. The Babe Ruth comparison is not fair because it's not valid. Babe Ruth never had a season like this. You heard me. Babe Ruth never had a season like what Shohei Otani is having right now. So I want to hear your thoughts. Why should Shohei be the MVP? Let's get things started with Spence. Spence writes in and says, I don't even know why anyone would argue against him. Is Judge What Judge is having is amazing. Once-in-a-generation type season, is it? Yes. What Shohei Otani is doing is a once-in-a-lifetime performance. He should get the MVP every year he hits 25 home runs and pitches with a sub-3 ERA. Done. Good tweet right there, Spence. Appreciate that. Again, these are your words. These are not mine. These are your words. Ben Perez. Baseball will regret not honoring him more when it realizes how uniquely special he is right now. In 10 years when it sinks in, the sport will never see this ever again. BBWAA writers are going to regret not giving him the MVP every year he made history like this. Aaron Burkhart, too many to get into, but I'll take the bait and say this. Judge is not an ace pitcher while doing what he does. I rest my case. How about Alex Chian? Best season ever gets thrown around a lot, and it's certainly debatable. However, I can say with relative certainty that many would agree that Otani's 2022 season is the most improbable in history, and that makes him the game's most valuable player. Maria says, there's a lot of stat reasons, but his reaction after he gave up a hit is my reason tonight. That character, leadership, and focus on winning the game affects the people around him. Everybody elevates their game. Boy, what a take, Maria. 
I'm going to keep reading these here as we continue. And again, keep sending in your reasons why Shohei Otani should be the MVP this year. I also think this. We debate a lot about the true value and the numbers. And hey, baseball's a numbers game. You want to talk about the true value of Aaron Judge this year to his team and the true value of Shohei Otani, what he brings to his team? How about the fact that Otani is doing something so unique we've never seen it in sports? This is Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Donald put together in the NFL. There is no comp in other sports. You know, this is, this is uh, we'll take the Ducks. This is John Gibson making 40 saves and scoring three goals in the same night. That's what Shohei Otani is doing unprecedented how about ryan rbi shop says aaron judge's season might be better than any babe ruth had babe ruth isn't in the same conversation as Shohei otani's season yeah ryan i mean that, that's a good uh that's a good take alex uh chi and we just heard from a moment ago uh added another he says best individual season in baseball should always win the best individual award in baseball good take right there uh, Craig Turkle says Shohei is the best player in MLB. Judge was the most valuable player to his division-winning team this season. He bet on himself. Part of the equation. I'm an Angels fan. Feels like a wasted season. That's my point of view. Well, Greg uh, is not on Team Shohei, uh, but I mean, hey, I, I can understand it. if you want to say if if you define valuable as having to make the playoffs and be a contender, which the BBWAA definition of MVP plainly states that the team's success has no bearing on who should be the MVP. I mean, that is in the rules. That is crystal clear. So for those that want to identify the word valuable in different ways, I guess you're free to do that because there's room for interpretation. But as it is stated by the Baseball Writers Association of America that actually makes the decision, the team's success has nothing to do with the most valuable player in baseball. Uh, Edward says, Judge is breaking records. Otani is creating them. How about uh, Block Mamba, who says, because he also picks up trash on the way to the dugout, says, sorry to the opposition for making a highlight play, has his merchandise selling at away ballparks when the Angels are in town. Judge could never. Well, you know what? In fairness to Aaron Judge, I think that if you saw a 99 jersey and pinstripes and other ballparks, there's fans that would buy it. But to your point, Otani does all those little things. Otani is a superhuman because he is a superhuman. Following me? What Otani does in terms of humility, in terms of respect, in terms of the way he carries himself, in terms of the teammate that he is, those are the kind of things that don't often make it into the equation for MVP. But that, to me, is somebody that um, absolutely, um, Otani is is every bit of that. Um, how about this? Um, I don't want to say this person's name because it's not appropriate, but um, A. Wright says, if you could trade Otani for Judge today, the Yankees would get better, the Angels get worse. Who would the Yankees have to throw in a trade to make Judge for Otani happen? If they both played for, say, the Orioles, there'd be no question that it's Shohei Otani. Uh, Ruth Sapien says, there is no reason why Shohei shouldn't be the MVP. Classic cards. His 2021 season is the greatest season of all time, and this year he's better. Shohei's 2022 is the new greatest season of all time. Mike, because he's the best player in baseball. It's like LeBron James. He should get it every year because he's actually the best player in the league. Then there's Rich Rich 
who says, give a co-MVP. The night after Amazing 99 ties Maris, Showtime comes out and does this. I'm a purist, and co-MVP seems corny to me on almost any other year, but not this year. That, that's Richie Rich writing in. Appreciate uh, all the comments right there um, and the fans writing in. I mean, this is you talking. This is you guys uh, making the argument for Shohei Otani. You've heard the things that I've explained, and I could sit here and rattle off a whole bunch of numbers, and I'd be happy to do so. But ultimately... Um, we don't. We aren't the ones making the decision, but we can talk about and appreciate and respect just how remarkable it is what Shohei Otani is doing this season. Two for four tonight with an RBI. Eight innings pitched, did not allow a run. Two hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Took a no hitter into the eighth inning. There's a lot of people that think tonight that had Shohei Otani been able to throw a no hitter, that that could have made a difference in terms of MVP voting. I disagree with that. I think that those who are set on judge, Shohei Otani could do anything and it's not going to matter to them. And I also think that anybody that would be able to identify a no-hitter is enough to to make an opinion change on Shohei Otani probably already realizes how incredible he is and and how special it is that he was able to do what he did tonight. Um, That, that to me, is... um, Pretty remarkable what Shohei Otani was able to do, but had Otani been able to throw a no-hitter, it would have been a fun story. It would have been fun fodder for us to talk about. I don't know how much it would have actually mattered um, in terms of um, the actual voting. I, I don't think I just I don't think it would have made much of a difference. I think that the judge people are going to vote judge no matter what because most of them are also believers that you have to be in the playoffs. That's the best case that judge people are making is that. Hey, the Yankees are a playoff team. In my opinion, value has to be a playoff team. Therefore, I'm voting for Aaron Judge. Those people are not going to change their mind whether Otani throws a no-hitter or not. Um, and there are people that, even though the, the, the official rules state that that should not have an impact, there are people that believe that anyway. And there's nothing we can really do about that. Um, it also is coming from a lot of fans who don't have votes. It's going to boil down to 30 baseball writers. They're the ones that are making this decision uh, for Shohei Otani. Uh, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Ryan, who's been writing in, and some really, really good comments here that I want to bring up um, about Shohei Otani and comparing him to the great seasons that maybe Mike Trout even had. All right, so Trout has won three MVPs. If you were to take the average of those three MVP seasons, Mike Trout, on average, 36 home runs, 104 RBI, 298 batting average. Shohei Otani at the plate this year, 34 home runs, 94 RBI, and a 275 batting average. And then you add in the pitching, where he's got a 2.35 ERA, over 200 strikeouts, and 15 wins. It's incredible. Uh, got this tweet from Ryan. Says, I can't. It makes me hate baseball awards, the fact that it ended today. 27 home runs and 38 RBI is worth more than 26 starts and 15 wins and over 200 strikeouts and a 2.35 ERA. It is just insane. What a precedent to set. That's a good point right there. If we're setting a precedent that the pitching numbers do not outweigh the difference in offensive numbers between Judge and Otani, what are we doing here? It's it's not even if you're going to look at that it's not even close 
and then you add in the fact that we've never seen a player do what Shohei Otani is doing, it should not even be a debate. And I also want to say this before we get a chance to hear from Shohei coming up in a few minutes, and we'll check in with Phil Nevin as well. I want to tip my cap to you guys. Angel fans of the ballpark tonight, it was rocking. It was fun. The MVP chants are meaningful. They really are. They go a long way. And when I heard the MVP chants echoing, I think they started in about the fourth inning. Let's keep it going. Let's uh, Angels fans, keep it going every time Otani steps in the batter's box moving forward. The fact that that was so organic tonight that it came together as Otani was trying to make more history, I thought that was really, really cool. By the way, his battery mate, Max Stassi, hit a home run tonight. Uh, Stassi behind the plate for Shohei Otani on just this incredible occasion. I had a chance to speak with Max Stassi uh, after the game down on the field. And if we have that, we'd like to share uh, the conversation we had post-game with Angels catcher Max Stassi. Max, what a night for Shohei Otani tonight. You hit a home run in this game. Make a great catch for him at the end uh, for Shohei to take a no-hitter into the eighth inning tonight. Just what was so special about what he had going in this one? He had everything working. You know, his slider, obviously, threw that a lot. Um, yeah, he was executing it. You know, he was throwing a hard one, a slower one with more sweep. And, you know, he just had all his off-speed working. He's, uh, you know, just a, another Shohei outing. <laughs> We heard the big roars tonight, the MVP chants echoing throughout Angel Stadium. What do you think it means to Shohei to hear that kind of support from Angel fans now? Here we are, final week of the season. I mean, it's amazing, you know, coming out, you know, this Saturday night, packed house. You know, that chant really, uh, you know, fires him up and, and uh, keeps everyone else. Uh, we got a little uh, Gatorade right there, but, um, yeah, you know, best fans of baseball, and, and uh, it was awesome to see. For you to hit a home run in this ball game, to give a little bit of a lift to your battery mate as well, just how are you feeling about putting able to, again able to put a good swing on that and, and be able to help out offensively? Yeah, it felt great. You know, it, it was awesome to contribute offensively, and, and uh, you know, any anytime I could do that, it's a plus. Max, appreciate it. Well done. Congrats. Thanks, Trent. That was Angels catcher Max Stassi on AM830 KLAA. Let's pause for a moment for a word from our sponsors. Hey, head to the Big 8 tomorrow night when the Angels take on the Rangers at 6.30. The first 10,000 fans will receive a clear tote bag. That's courtesy of MLB Network. For more info, visit angels.com slash promotion. All right, Shohei Otani takes a no-hitter into the eighth inning tonight. Starts off that inning by getting Seth Brown to pop up on the first pitch. Great play by Max Stassi in foul territory. And when Stassi did that, Otani made I, We haven't even talked about Otani defense. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead here. Otani making that play on the bunt early in the game to field that and preserve the no-hitter was insane. His defense is outstanding. Otani deserves a gold glove as a pitcher. Okay, when you're in a game like this and you feel something magical and you feel a no-hitter coming on, crazy things happen. When Max Stassi made that play in the eighth inning right there at the net, I thought, okay, it was a net moment. I said, this thing is going to happen. Then a Jordan Diaz three-pitch strikeout uh, was great. And then the at-bat to Connor Capel. First pitch strike, next pitch miss. 1-1, then gets a called strike two. So a 1-2 count. And the Angels had a pretty heavy shift over to the right side, and they started moving their way back. But LeVon Soto, the Angels' rookie shortstop, has been out for about a week, was still making his way back in the shift, and it was still kind of shading over towards the right side. The way Shohei Otani was throwing the baseball tonight, didn't throw a whole lot of fastballs, but Capel, who's had, what, 45 big league at-bats? 
if there was going to be anything firm, he was going to be behind on it. And sure enough, a cutter comes, he was late, and just able to poke it right past Soto, as we heard here. Terry Smith make the call in the eighth inning tonight. And here's the next pitch. There's a ground ball on the left side. Skips off the glove of Soto. He tried to make a diving stop on that one. And that's going to be a hit. The first hit of the night. Their 24th batter of the night gets the first hit against Otani. Special night still. I know it was such a bummer. I know you guys were feeling it too. And, you know, you could almost feel the energy of the big A just get sucked out all with that one just getting past Soto. Um, yeah, I know we all wanted to see the no-hitter tonight, and we were all rooting for it to happen. And when it doesn't, I know it's really easy to like kind of get bummed out, like, man, I wish that would have happened. But uh, don't let that take away from how special it was that you were able to witness what you saw with Shohei Otani uh, be able to do tonight. Uh, the guy calling the shots in the dugout was the Angels interim manager, Phil Nevin, and he addressed the media down in the Angels clubhouse moments ago. I tell you what, I mean – because of Sarah's question before the game, I thought about it from the first pitch, um, which I don't, I don't think I normally do. Um, I mean, who thinks about a no-hitter? I mean, I did tell you, like, every time he takes the mound, you can anticipate something special happening. And when he did walk the first batter, I, it was in my mind, well, he can still throw a no-hitter, and what am I going to say to her after the game? <laughs> and... Uh, so I did. I thought about it every inning. And when he got the double play, I was just like, wow, he can have an immaculate game tonight. And as I kept putting the outs on my card, it was third, three hitter, six hitter, nine hitter. Just, an un, uh, just another incredible day for show. Um, his stuff, I mean, when you look at what the numbers and the ball was doing that he was able to do with the baseball tonight, uh, the slider was incredible. I mean, he really had a lot of pitches working. His two-seamer, he threw two two-seamers to Murphy that were, I mean, just disgustingly good. Um, the uh, the slide, everything, he, he had everything working tonight. And when he does that, these things are going to happen. Um, but it was a really cool night to be a part of. And when we got through the seventh, I really, really thought it was going to happen. And uh, But unfortunately, we'll... Wait till next time. <laughs> I'm assuming had he taken that into the ninth and he would have gone above his season high in pitches, he would have just let him keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was going to go until he got, I mean, until he gave one up. I mean, his pitch count was fine, really, for me. Um, I think he left the game at 107, um, but without the two hits in the eighth, um, you know, he's probably right around 100, which is fine for him to go out. Even if he had given up hits earlier in the game, at that point, at 100, I still would think, you know, say he can, he's good to go back out. I mean, he's good to throw more pitches than that. And um, But he was he was tired. I mean, when that happens in the eighth and it's, you know, there's a lot of emotions going, there's a lot of adrenaline going, um, even for somebody that we think is invincible in certain ways. Um, it certainly is a little bit of a, you know, it's, a, that's a, it's hard. I don't want to say let down. It's just more of like, all right, you know, He's tired, and, and he was, and he admitted that when he came in, and it was a heck of a performance and a really good night. It was obviously a tough play, but what did you see on the plan of Soto that choice after that hit? I mean, that's, yeah. 
He's going to beat that out, I think, even if Levon makes the play. Um, it's just one of the, yeah, the things that you want to know why it's so going to be so hard for him to do these things. Um, you never – it's hard to position with Shohei on the mound because his stuff is so good, right? Um, you know, he's got a 100-mile-an-hour sinker. He's got an 88-mile-an-hour slider. And are they going to pull those? If you're looking fastball, you probably pull the off-speed. So it's – and this was just a pitch. This was actually a breaking ball that, that jammed him a little bit. And uh, it's, it's – he got a ground ball. And it just happened to find a hole. So um, same with the, the next – the hit that, uh, uh, yeah, he got. So, you know, they're tough to throw. I, as I said, I mean, the greatest pitchers of all time, and I put him in that category already. Some most never threw a no hitter or a perfect game. It's just there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of things involved, but the fact is, is it was still one of the most dominating performances I've seen. He didn't like throw his forcing much at all. I mean, I know. Um, it was, and Velocity on him was down a little bit. Was it, do you feel like that's why he went to some of those pitches that you felt like were obviously more nasty, or is that? Yeah, probably a question yeah. you have to ask him. Um, but at the two seamers I mentioned, to uh, the Murphy were 98 and 99, I believe. And so the velocity was there. It's just, um, you know, when he feels something on certain days, he goes to it. And when he's got pitches that he can throw working, there was a couple different types of sliders. He throws one that's a little downer and then one that's more of a sweeper, and both were working tonight. Uh, he threw several good curveballs, um, a lot of good pitches tonight. What you've heard on the mound this year, obviously, is, is a step for me, what he was doing last year. Um, just what do you make of, of the step work he's taken on the mound combined with really no drop off of the plate? It's amazing. I mean, we, you know, like you, you, like I said, you try not to take for granted what he does because you, like I said, you expect something like that to happen every time he, he go, takes the field, whether he's in the box or he's pitching. Um, just a special player and and, and a, a special time in our game. It certainly would have made that MVP chatter a little more interesting tomorrow. I think, huh? Well, Phil, we'll keep the MVP chatter pretty interesting here on Angels Recap tonight. That Angels interim manager, uh, Phil Nevin, down there in the Angels clubhouse. How about this? Uh, Gabe Jambo says, MVP should be awarded to the best and most valuable player, contribute the most to the team that translates to wins. A legit ace in MLB alone has qualified as MVP is Kershaw Verlander. The fact that Otani also contributes as a top five hitter in the league should make him MVP. Couldn't agree more. I mean, the pitching numbers versus the the difference in offense between Judge and Otani, it's absurd. How about this? And this is by the great Matt Birch, who is getting quite the following now, as I think Angel fans are becoming aware of Matt Birch and the numbers he's putting out and uh, making the case stronger and stronger by the day for Shohei Otani. In his last six pitching starts, Shohei Otani is 5-0, and with an 0-9-0 ERA. That's four earned in 40 innings to go with 46 strikeouts. Over that same span, as if that weren't dominant enough, Shohei is batting 327, 10 doubles, 7 homers, 19 driven in with a 9-9-2 OPS. In his last six starts, 5-0, 0-9-0 ERA, 327 batting average, 10 doubles, 7 homers, 19 RBI, 992 on base plus slugging percentage. My goodness, Otani beyond dominant. I have run out of, 
I have run out of superlatives for Shohei Otani because there is no way we have ever seen anything like this even close in the history of this game, and we may, we almost certainly will never see anything like it again. Meanwhile, the guy that's currently enjoying the greatest season in the history of this great game addressed the media just moments ago. How much in, uh, in your career have you thought about being able to throw a no hitter at some point in your career? Well, game will start That's my mentality before every outing. You try to get that no hitter or a perfect game. Did you think uh, did you think you were going to do it tonight? Well, honestly, definitely. To be honest, um, I wasn't really feeling my fastball. The velo wasn't as fast as um, normal, but my slider was doing its thing and it was working. So I'm actually glad. I, I'm kind of surprised with my stuff today that I got through eight innings. Yeah, you only threw that fastball four times. You noticed early. Is that part of the adjustment you made? Is that why you switched to more sliders and gutters uh, going forward? For the most part, we were going um, according to the game plan, but just by watching their swings and how they react to each pitch, I felt like I needed to make some changes, especially because I haven't faced these guys too much in the past. Your pitching numbers are even better than they were last year. Your batting average is higher this year than last year. Do you feel like you're having even a better year this year than you did last year? I definitely feel like this season is better overall. Like you said, my pitching numbers are better, and I'm just playing with more confidence after experiencing last year. And I know I got I won the MVP last year, but I feel like, like you said, I'm having a better season this year, which is leading to a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, do you hear the MVP chance? Uh, what do you think of that? And just what do you think of the MVP race right now? Yeah, I feel like um, you guys are more of an expert on the voting for the writers, so I'll leave that up to you guys. But I'm definitely enjoying it. I enjoy watching Judge. I saw his 61st, and just as a baseball fan, it's great watching him do his thing. Other than a no-hitter, is there something, Shohei, you would like to do in a game, pitching, hitting, running, whatever it is that you haven't done yet that you're looking forward to doing? Even before we start talking about the no-hitter, I haven't pitched a complete game yet in the States, so I know it's not as hard as a no-hitter, but I think that's the first step. I would like to experience that. You know, there's not many things that Otani has left to do. <laughs> well, like, oh, hit for the cycle. Oh, check that box. Already done that. Pretty amazing what Shohei Otani continues to do in this game. Absolutely incredible. And, and by the way, credit to Shohei, too. Big-time class acknowledging Aaron Judge and that 61st home run that he hit last night. And I just, you know, how beautiful is this? And, you know, we, you make movies on seasons like this. And, you know, one of my favorite movies is, well, I've actually thought less of it lately, but uh, I used to really enjoy 61, uh, with the, the, about the, the Maris uh, Mantle season in 1961 when they were both chasing the babe and, and Maris ends up winning the uh, you know, beating the Babes record. Now, it took more than 154 games and the drama that came with that, just how exciting that season was. And You know, I think about, you know, how often in life do you get to feel like you're experiencing something that is so grand that every person that you run into the rest of your life is going to want to know, what was it like watching Shohei Otani? You're going to be able to t- tell those stories. You know, 20, 30 years from now, how many people are going to ask you, you saw Shohei Otani? Wow. What was that like? That almost never happens. This 2022 season with Judge and Otani going back and forth, and um, it, it's great for baseball. It's great for the game. 
you all know I'm a big fan of Aaron Judge and what he does, and, and I think it's amazing. And he's having one one of the great offensive seasons we've ever seen. It's just it doesn't compare to the true brilliance, greatness in history that is being made on a nightly basis by Shohei Otani, who at the moment is currently enjoying one of the greatest seasons in the history of baseball. Check that. Shohei Otani is enjoying the greatest season in the history of baseball. That's what Shohei is doing right now. You just heard from him. As good as he was last year, he feels like he's been better this year, and I tend to agree. I am loving all the tweets you guys are sending in tonight. I I have spent countless hours on this station talking ad nauseum about how much uh, I feel so strong about Shohei Otani being the most valuable player this year, why he deserves it, why even though Aaron Judge might be the heavy favorite, if you look at the Vegas odds makers today, um, I will sit here and gladly defend not just for the Angels, not even just for Otani, for the sake of baseball, for what is right in sports, to honor and celebrate somebody that is doing something we've never seen before. That's what I'm about here. And that's why I'm loving getting to make my arguments as much as I have, but even more so hearing from you tonight. That's touching me because I'm really enjoying getting a chance to hear your perspective on all of this. And I think that it's uh, it's remarkable. I'm so glad you see it. I have a lot of faith the baseball writers are going to see it more than maybe what the, the narrative on social media looks like right now. What a win uh, for the Angels. 4-2 as they sweep the Oakland A's. And then you can join us this Saturday for the last Saturday Night Fireworks Show of the season. For more details on the Saturday Night Fireworks Show driven by SoCal Honda dealers, visit angels.com slash promotion. All right, so that was our show last night. Thanks for joining us here on the Angels Recap Podcast as well. We're going to have another recap at the end of the season. We'll talk about the final numbers for Shohei Otani. We'll talk about this Angels organization, what this offseason is going to look like. We'll hopefully get a chance to hear from Angels General Manager Perry Manassian, from Phil Nevin, and we'll work to put a bow on this 2022 season. And uh, A difficult year, no doubt disappointing in terms of wins and losses, but also one worth celebrating when you look at the feats being accomplished right now. Right now by Shohei Otani. And this, again, it goes beyond being an Angels fan or, or being a fan of certain players. Recognizing what Shohei Otani is doing, I mean, this, this feels like something that is so meaningful to baseball, to sports, to society. We're going to be telling the Shohei Otani story for many, many years to come. And I think it's pretty cool we've gotten a chance to experience this in person this season with Shohei Otani. For everybody at AM830 that helps put the show together, my name is Trent Rush. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast.